0: When it comes to Eurovision, we Swedes are a spoiled bunch. So when Sweden for the first time failed to qualify for a Eurovision final in 2010, we were in shock and changes were made to the selection process. The result of these changes was a Melodifestivalen in victory in 2011 for the young pop sensation Erik Saade, who had already participated and done very well the year before. Erik traveled to Düsseldorf to break both glass walls and young hearts, and turned the tide to set off an impressive streak of good results for Sweden. And I was actually also there, lurking around behind the scenes as a hairstylist. Ten years later, he's back again when he participates in the fourth semi-final of Melody Festivalen. And we all wonder what the man-boy who invented showering on stage and hooliganism as part of his act has in store for us this year. I'm your lady boy, Emil Lofstrom, and this is Eurovision Legends. Eurovision. Eurovision. Welcome to Eurovision Legends, Eriksa Ade.
1: Hey, thank you.
0: How stressful is your life right now?
1: Uh, yeah, it's a bit, st- a bit stressful, but still uh, lots of fun, though. So, uh, so I'm happy.
0: <laughs> Great. <laughs> First of all, thanks so much for taking the time out of your extremely busy channel to talk to me. This podcast goes out to Eurovision fans all over the world, and I know that the interest of you is huge abroad since I got so many requests from fans to invite you.
1: Ah, okay. Cool.
0: <laughs> so, let's dig into your music career and innovative artistry. Yeah, You will compete in the Swedish pre-selection this Saturday, and today's Thursday morning when we record this. And yeah. we will come back to these current events later, because I would like to rewind the tape to the year 2006.
1: 2006? Yeah, that was a long time ago, though.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember what you did that year?
1: Uh, oh, shit. Uh, I probably did some Disney thing, maybe.
0: Yeah. And that year you recorded a song that was sent to Melody Festivalen, written by Dan Atlerud, Jonas Salin and Johan Beyerholm. Do you know which song I'm referring to?
1: I have no idea that was so that was so long ago
0: <laughs> go girl
1: ah uh, oh yeah okay was that sent to the melody for song i didn't know that
0: <laughs> yes with a 15 year old eric on vocals
1: yeah yeah i was 15
2: When the world outside turns you upside down you just want to hide and no one's around just fake it girl you can't Your love
0: Wow. <laughs> they asked your mother for their permission.
1: They probably did, yeah. yeah. Uh, I have no idea, but probably, yeah.
0: <laughs> Go Girl was later released by your group What's Up, which also included the Eurovision legend Robin Berry, who competed for Sweden in 2013.
1: Exactly.
0: And some years later, in 2010, you participated for the first time in Melodifestivalen with the song Man Boy.
1: Uh, yeah, exactly.
0: And Friedrich Kjempe told me that the song was specially written for you. Mm, Yeah. And I wonder, was this the only song he presented for you to that year's pre-selection?
1: Yes, it was. I think I also, um, I was choosing between two songs. Uh, I think it was that song and the headlines that Alcazar did.
0: Yes, I remember Uh, that uh, Andreas Lundstedt from Alcazar told me this uh, some
2: days ago.
1: So yeah, that was uh, 2010.
0: <laughs> As we remember, you took a shower on stage, and I must yeah. ask, were you wet in the green room?
1: Uh, no, I, I, uh, I had a, like a, a team of hair dryers behind the <laughs> stage, so so they pretty much uh, dried me up uh, before green room.
0: What do you remember from Melodi Festival in 2010?
1: I mean, I was I was 19. Uh, <laughs> it's a long time ago, and I. I don't remember that much more than I had lots of fun. It was the start of my uh, like, what do you say, a commercial start for my career. Since before that, I did Disney Channel. I did. I worked with music for like five years before that, but but this was like the commercial breakthrough, uh, and uh, I had lots of fun. And it, it will always be a uh, uh, one of my greatest memories, of course. Since since it was very important, so uh, yeah.
0: Anna Berndahl won, and you got a third place. As we all know, Sweden missed the final that year. Would that have happened with Man Boy? you think?
1: Oh, I have no idea, but I'm very happy I didn't win, because uh, I don't think I was ready for that. I wasn't even ready for that when I did Popular. I was still so young with my music, and I mean, the sound of the music. The, <laughs> I was so young, uh, so in, in my opinion, I should have waited, uh, but that's... Yeah, it's easy to be smart afterwards.
0: <laughs> yeah, and in retrospect, I'm too very happy that you didn't win in 2010, because in my opinion, Popular was a better song, and I still yeah. love the Popular, I must say.
1: Yeah, keep going. <laughs> popular was uh was also for example in this uh, period I, I didn't have the guts to actually write my own music in in melody festival so i always uh, told uh, frederick to, to to write the new song uh so uh, because melody festival it's a very special um situation for music since you always write songs for people to remember them in three minutes yeah. which is you don't write songs that way otherwise so that's why music outside of Melodifestivalen often don't really sound like they do in Melodifestivalen which is it's I, I love that but at the same time I pretty much hate it because I would love Melodifestivalen to be even more for everyone if 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 the music uh, yeah could, could sound even more like the world outside of Melodifestivalen uh, which is happening today if you ask me which is which is a really good thing that happened like the last 3 or 4 years if you ask me, uh, which is a very nice and good and uh, important development of melody festival. Um, but back in the days when when I did popular, the the sound was pretty much uh, the same for being able to like entry the melody festival, and that's why that's why I, I always outsourced the songwriting to the one the guy that I knew was the best at it, and that was Ferdi Semper.
0: Yeah. And as always in the Melody Festival Valen, plagiarism accusations hailed over songs, and this year yeah. it was popular who was hit the hardest. The introduction was considered to be sampled from Bonnie M, and the chorus taken from Oh Mama with the '80s idols Lilio Susi. Now I wonder, did you feel as the artist that you had to answer for the plagiarism accusations?
1: Yeah, no, I never did since since I was 20 years old. I've never heard those songs that you just mentioned. Uh, so <laughs> for me, for me I was like, okay, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, hopefully he didn't do that. Uh, or he did. I don't know. I, I think it's totally okay to get inspired inspiration from other songs. Um, that, I mean, everyone does that, yeah, uh, even yeah. the best in the world. So, so that's not a problem as long as it's not a, complete, a completely a copy, and it wasn't. So, so I don't know. It's always like that in Melody Festival, and they always want to find songs uh, that look that that, that that like are similar to other songs, which is pretty ridiculous if you ask me.
0: Yeah, and I know fans of Eurovision compared Oma again when they heard Lithuania's song from last year on fire with the roof. Uh, which one? On fire with the roop.
1: Oh, okay. I've never heard of that one, I think.
0: I will play it here. Okay. <laughs> The international juries and the televoters shows you as the winner, and you got a ticket to Düsseldorf. Please tell us how was Düsseldorf? Uh,
1: Düsseldorf was lots of fun, of course. Uh, I had like two crazy weeks, uh, and um, I was I was so young. I was twenty years old, uh, and I just remember that I was I just had one target. I wanted I wanted to win. Like the contest was really important for me back in the days, uh, which has changed a lot since then, but. Uh, so uh, that was my that was my goal, and I was so um, I was a bit cocky. I think I was a bit like I, I just wanted to win. That's it. That's all. That's all that matters. Uh, and um, that's how I was when I was twenty. So <laughs> that's what I remember the most.
0: On stage, we remember your glass cage that later exploded with you in it, apparently by choice, but it was not entirely straightforward to get it to explode in Düsseldorf.
1: Yeah, because um, I didn't have my Swedish team. With me, so it was like the German team was supposed to to make it happen, uh, and and they never did it before. So I think that's the that was the answer to that. Uh, and I was a bit mad because I wanted my Swedish team to be there because I could trust them, and you know uh, they knew my vision. So uh, that was actually why that happened.
0: Uh, there were also some drama with Alexey from Russia. Yeah. Us to rest by telling us what really happened.
1: What really happened was I was uh, <laughs> I was young and stupid and uh, I I always wanted to answer everything and I knew that he like talked it he talked a lot of shit about me actually and and also on Twitter and other medias and he spread rumors and I came to Russia once because I was going to perform in uh, in Dancing with the Stars, I think uh but then i i didn't get to perform because him and his team uh they i they did something i don't know what but they did something that made me uh, get thrown out of the uh, of the show so that's why it started and then i was i was just immature and young so i just you know said a lot of dumb shit because i was angry uh, and uh, now, when I look back at it, I I just laugh at it <laughs> just because it's it's a fun it's a funny story, and it's, that's how it's gonna be. <laughs>
0: I was on site in Düsseldorf as a part of the stylist team for Schwarzkopf. And one thing All with right. Düsseldorf was that the host city didn't have hotel rooms for everyone. Me, myself and my colleagues stayed one hour outside Düsseldorf. And I remember that some friends of mine stayed at a campsite where your grandma and other relatives also stayed.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay.
0: <laughs> they had a sign on the camper with your name on it, and they were so proud, of course. Mm, yeah. <laughs> How come? Was it because they didn't find hotel rooms there either?
1: It, probably not. I have no idea. I mean, I remember that I was totally, uh, what would you say, I was totally isolated. Because uh, my manager and my my label, they told my family that, okay, let's just let him focus on the performance and everything and don't disturb eric so i me- i remember that i was totally isolated uh, at my hotel uh, i didn't talk to my family uh, during like 2 weeks um, because of that yeah so i i actually have no idea where they stayed i just i met them afterwards that's it uh, before I-, I had i had no idea
0: I know you've said in several interviews that you are insecure, but my memory from you in Düsseldorf was a confident, cocky man boy. How do you feel today?
1: I've always been pretty insecure as a person, but as soon as you put a microphone in my hand, that disappears. So that's my, what do you say, that's my antidote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always been. That's why I love it. That's why I'm on stage. That's why I perform and that's why I do music. So as long as I can do my profession uh i'm absolutely the most secure guy in the world but as a person um I'm, I'm definitely not everyone who knows me all my friends or family they know that i'm i'm i don't i don't ever want to be the center of it and, uh, uh, center of it attention i always want to be pretty low key and yeah by myself because yeah. That's how I am. So it's hard to describe for for those who don't understand, but like when you put the microphone in my hand, that's when everything changed.
0: Azerbaijan won, Italy came second, and you got third place with 185 points, which was only four points less than Italy. But this was huge, since this was the start of an era of great results for Sweden, flipping the trend. Mm. Do you remember who you saw as the biggest threats beforehand?
1: Oh wow, I have no idea actually. Um...
0: Did you have any personal favorites?
1: Mm. When you're when you're in Eurovision, you just focus on your performance. I don't. I don't think I had time to even listen at the other competitors. So. I have no idea.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Some months after your Eurovision performance, you had a gig at the world's biggest football tournament for kids, Cup. Do you remember this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember the guy who made your makeup that time?
1: No, (laughs) I don't.
0: Ta-da! That hot piece of ass was me.
1: Ah, it was you?
0: Yes, and I should have done your hair too, but since you had to wash it the same day, you said it was too big to get in shape, so instead we put a hat on it
1: okay okay
0: (laughs) (laughs) I remember actually from Düsseldorf that your hair was a big conversation topic so I wonder do you have a more manageable hairdo today
1: Uh, yeah I think so or I mean it's more that I don't really care about my hair today (laughs) I'm I don't I'm, I'm I'm 30 now you know so I'm I'm i mean back in the days everything else was so important except the music now it's the opposite now it's only the music yeah so that's the only thing that's important nowadays so i don't really care
0: <laughs> after eurovision hit after hit was released and you became a swedish household name
2: Yeah.
1: in my dream as a 20 year old and uh, I never see that coming so um, yeah uh, that was lots of fun uh, of course but then I also needed to like grow up and you know be become an adult but I had to do it in front of cameras which was a bit stressful but uh, I had to have that time too that everyone has when they're like 19 or 20 years old so uh, yeah that was special
0: The year after, Sweden won Eurovision in 2012 with Loreen and Euphoria. And among the songs in Eurovision this year, I believe you had been offered two of them.
1: Mm, No, I I can't remember that. Which ones?
0: Waterline by Jedward and Stayu by Tudji.
1: I remember Waterline, yes. I've recorded that one a long time ago. That was like when I was a teenager again. I don't know. I don't remember. But um, the other one, I have no idea, though.
0: We skipped that one then. <laughs> <laughs> but I must ask in 2012, the same year, Felix Schempert competed with a group and song named Young Blood, extremely similar to Man Boy. Yeah. Was this song ever presented to you?
1: Uh, no, it wasn't. Uh, I mean 2012 I, I was way past Manboy already by then that's when I actually started to like uh, r- r- really write my own music and, and started to to where music became more important than everything else and, and so on so I was I think I was way past that but I remember that like those years everyone tried to try to be the new me in, yeah. in Melody Festival. Yeah. yeah. I think Christopher Björkman told me once, he was like, nobody has ever had a breakthrough like this since Carola, yeah. uh, that's what he compared it to, and that says a lot, I mean, and today I'm so proud of it, of course, but like back in the days I didn't realize that, uh, but then actually that's probably why everyone tried to, tried to pretty much copy that and do the same thing again and just, yeah, you know, I think you all saw it. <laughs>
0: Uh, today, do you wish the title was "Young Blood" instead of "A Man, Boy" of your first hit as a solo artist?
1: Uh, no, absolutely not. I will never regret anything. I mean, I think that there's a time for everything. I, w- I was a teenager, and uh, the song is, is of course, a uh, very like teen pop uh, song uh, ish. But everyone has that. Like, if you start your career as a teenager, you have that song. Doesn't matter who you are. If you're Justin Bieber, you had Baby. Yeah. If you're me, you had that. I mean, it doesn't matter. Uh, so I think it's so, so important to just be proud of it and just realize that it's always going to be there. Uh, but you also have to like develop your music uh, so that you don't sound like that today. I, I, I mean, I'm miles away from that today, but that doesn't matter that I'm not proud of it because I will always be proud of it.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to see you on stage in 50 years singing "Manboy." Yeah, me too. <laughs> In 2015, four years after winning the Swedish contest, you took part again in Melody Festival and with the song Sting. How come?
1: That's a good question because that's the only thing that I would say I I regret a little bit uh, because I was pretty lost as as an artist because I was doing the same thing for five years in a row. I was like, I didn't feel that I, I didn't really develop that much that I wanted. Uh, And uh, when I did Sting, I was in a space between okay, I need, I need a new sound. I was looking for my own new sound. I was writing lots of songs, uh, but I didn't really take the step. So I went to and again because I didn't dare to take that step. So that's why I regretted a bit. I, I think you can hear that too on Sting. You can hear that, okay, it's something in between what I did before and something a little bit new, but it's nothing really. It's it's pretty, what do you say? In Swedish, we say inte yeah. It was pretty numb, to be honest. Uh so uh that's why I regret it. it's a good song, but I still get it. So um after that was actually that my, my turning Point, or, or, or so to speak, I was I was working with the State of Sound and Gustav Noren. I made an EP that I released 2016. So I didn't release an album after Sting because I I cancelled it because I just had to take some time off and and find my new sound. So um, so what I regret was that I didn't take the time off yeah. before Sting. So that's what I regret because then the EP 2016 turned out really good. And that's, that was my like turning point where I found my new sound. And I found something that, that I was proud of and interesting, uh, which I'm still building on now that I'm making my English comeback. Uh, I think that every minute is very similar to that sound yeah. uh, still, because that's really me. So uh, that was, yeah, uh, mixed feelings about Sting, to be honest.
0: You earned a fifth place while Monsell Muller won with Heroes and went on to give Sweden its sixth Eurovision victory. Yeah. Two years later, in twenty seventeen, you took part in the Swedish TV show So Mycket Betre, where you made your own version of the Swedish song from Eurovision in 1985. Bra vibrationer!
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Do you make
0: Kiki Danielsson's reaction to your version?
1: I think she liked it because my version is a bit more sexy. So, <laughs> so I think she was pretty pretty uh, yeah, excited about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Swedish covers have been made of your Melody Festival and songs too. Manboy yeah. was renamed Gul, sung by the great trio C. Malmqvist, anne Hansson and Tula Korsson. Has been covered by Elena Babarizzo and in Swedish by Thomas Andersson Vig, and the three ladies have done it as well, but they call it Pensioner.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dancing for my life I'm a I'm a you will have
0: In 2019 you were one of the hosts in Melodide festival and Eurovision was held in Tel Aviv in Israel and to celebrate that you made an epic performance in a plumage and sang Diva.
1: Yeah, that was lots of fun uh, and I mean... Believe me, we enjoyed it too. Yeah, and I enjoyed being a host actually because I started out as a host when I was 15-16 years old uh, for Disney Channel so I had done it before but it was such a long time ago and... Uh, It was lots of fun to like step out of my own comfort zone and just you know uh, Do fun stuff that I I wouldn't even care what people would think. I was like, okay I'll just step out of my comfort zone and go fucking crazy right now Um, And I would love to do that again, of course So so that was lots of fun. I think that was also a lot of self-development for me uh, to do that
0: you been, Israel?
1: Never, actually.
0: You know that you are extremely popular there. I've heard that. Yes. I don't know
1: if I want to believe it, but I've heard it. (laughs) It's true. Okay, wow.
0: This Saturday, you will do your fourth participation in Melody Festivalen. What can we expect from you on stage? You know, people are getting spoiled with really impressive stage acts from you.
1: Yeah, I know, but you have to, like, really think of that. Okay, it was 10 years ago I made popular a lot of things happens in, in 10 years and now nowadays i'm an adult i i work with music more seriously to be honest uh, and for me the song is everything this time yeah so i think you're gonna hear that that, that this song has something uh, a darkness a sexiness uh, some kind of crisp that, that that don't exist in any other song that i've competed this year if you ask me in One. I put so much effort in the song. So I, I really want people to hear that. And and also, uh, yeah, the, the performance is going to be much more minimalistic because I want me and the song to be the center of it, attention. I don't want any explosions because I want to be the explosion. So that's pretty much how I see it nowadays and how I have been seeing it for like five years now. Uh, so, um, with that in mind, I think that if people want something new, if they want to send something different to your vision, I think the only song they could send would be my song because it's, it's different uh, and everything else in Melody Festival in this year is pretty, it's pretty made for mellow. I mean, it's pretty similar, uh, and that's where this is going to be totally different. And I have no idea if that works or if it's just going to not work at all. I have no idea. But I, I want to take that risk. I want to challenge it. I want to challenge Festival. And As I said before, what I love with the last three years of Melody Festival is that all the music is welcome. Like it doesn't have to be written for mellow. It's, it's, it's just a good epic song, you know? So it's... And that's what I love with it. So let's hope, hopefully people, people are going to love it. But I think that people have to be pretty open-minded to love it.
0: The song is written by you, Jimmy Turnfelt, and the Eurovision winners, Joy Deb and Linnea Deb. Ah. I heard the song yesterday twice, and I would describe it as a modern radio hit with a very repetitive hook in the chorus and a little oriental touch over it.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's that's really the interesting part where I developed a lot of that from my um, collaboration with Gustav and a State of Sound uh, back in 2016 uh, with a song called uh, Wide Awake. Yeah, that's my favorite. You keep me wide awake every day Because in that song, it's it's a very oriental hook too, yeah. where that I got from growing up with Arabic music from my dad's side. So I started to use my my what do you say my 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 blood in my pop music uh, more. So uh, that's where that comes from, and I love the combination of that because it sounds different. It sounds like something you would recognize as soon as you hear it, and that's that's why I love it so much. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's a bit different, and and the song is very—I don't know how to say it—it's it's a very clubby song, but very laid back.
0: Yeah. In the final this year, we find two Eurovision legends already: Charlotte Perrelli, who represented Sweden in '99 when she won the whole thing, and in 2008 where she nearly missed the final, and Arvingena, who represented Sweden in '93 with Eloise. Let's jinx and say that you reach the final. You don't strike me as a superstitious type, and neither am I. Which three songs do you think the final victory will be between
1: in this year's? Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, wow. I would probably think it's between uh, <laughs> my song, of course, every minute, yes, and um, Tusse and uh, Dotto. Uh, because I mean those are all pretty modern songs, and but what I also think is a minus and also a plus for every minute is that the plus is it's gonna sound completely different to Dotto and Tusa. And the the minus is that it's it's more unpredicted in in Euro, Eurovision. It's it's not a it's not written for that really the same what do you say? Uh, it's not in that kind of box where Eurovision is. But it's that's what also what I love with it. That's what I love when Soldi uh, the Italian song Soldi was number two in Eurovision. A hip hop singer that was actually like he was taking that with Storm, if you ask me, Yeah, like he was really good. <laughs> uh, and if you would like if they want to send something that sounds more similar to what we always send like with a big uh, very big chorus and and all that then yeah then i think to send otto would be a great alternative uh so it's it's just depending on what you like what people in the jury will w- would want to send to your if uh if you ask me and nobody knows that so that's that's what's so exciting about it but i'm going to do my best of course and i i'm going to you know do my thing and that's the most important for me this year i wasn't even really competing when i started this year now when we're talking about it i of course i feel that i want i want to win if i can win but that's not really the case this year for me for me it was just the love for the contest everyone knows how much i love melodyfestivalen and how much i love krista uh, who, who gave me the chance from the beginning and so that's actually why i'm doing it this year
0: good luck on saturday eric thank you and I hope to see you in Rotterdam. You do? Yes.
1: <laughs> but so I hope you'll vote them.
0: Yes, I will. I will, I promise.
1: Okay, great. <laughs>